Shalom and thank you for listening to Progressively Jewish. The theme of our podcast today is community and it corresponds to the weekly Torah portion, Bow. I am delighted to introduce to you the members of Nottingham Liberal Synagogue, Jesse and Dan Clark, OBE, Karen and Solly Worth, and Darren Barker, who will talk in this episode about their community and the future of progressive Judaism. Hello and welcome to Progressively Jewish Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I would like to ask Soli the very first question. You are a member of the Jewish progressive community. What made you join it in the first place? Um, well, for me, joining the progressive community wasn't necessarily so much a choice as something I was born into. Uh, my mother having been a member for a good amount of time before and I was brought up as a member of the community. So for me, it's just always been something that has been there in my life. That was an easy question, isn't it, Sully? What, what, do, what do Jesse got to say? What does Jesse has got to say? Answering the same question. Yeah, so um, like Sully, I was uh, born into and, and brought up uh, within um, uh, Nottingham Liberal Synagogue. My, my mum was uh, a member. Um, but um, having grown up, I've now rejoined as a member. And I think that is uh, probably because um, of that strong link with um, family and, and community. Um, and having sort of moved away when I went to university, um, realising that perhaps I wanted something familiar and that was a, a, an important part of my, my own identity and my own way of thinking about uh, who I was um, and how I understood the world is... Um, uh, yeah, is, is a really important part of, of, of being a member. Thank you very much, Jesse. That's interesting. Now I will ask you that. Why did he join our community, Dan Clark? Yeah, thank you, Rabbi. Yes, I suppose the, um, the simple answer is uh, I joined the community um, because my wife uh, was, a, was, a, was a lifelong member of the community. Um, of course, we weren't married at the time. Um, at the time, I first uh, had a connection with liberal Judaism. Um, we were both still 17, both still at sixth form, um, but I became associated with the, uh, with the community uh, right back then. Um, uh, the slightly more complicated version is, uh, although I was associated with the community from right back then, um, I had what you might call a fairly long probationary period because it was about 15 years um, after that first contact uh, before I uh, converted and became a member in my own right. That's really interesting, Dan. You see, it, it, it was the, um, special to, for you to come on the Progressive Jewish podcast for me to find out that actually you converted, okay. you made that decision only 15 years uh, after you and Jill married. Oh, that's better for us. That's, you made a great asset for our community. And now I would like to ask Darren, Darren Barker, who is married into the third generation of the members of our community asking, oh, sorry, you, you've got your, ch your children a third generation. I think uh, Darren's wife, Gemma, is the second generation of the members of our community. What made you join, join our community? Uh, so, so I, I mean, probably the food, I think, was the driving factor, um, as well as love. So, um, so I met Gemma and so my, my um, my my sort of religious background really was 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 a very sort of loose Christianity <laughs> through my parents, um, very very informal. Um, my parents weren't great churchgoers either, and, and neither neither was I. Um, 
but when I met Gemma, I started to get sort of um, slowly integrated into the, the liberal Jewish community through all of the great festivals and events. So the answer, I suppose, is, is, is kind of love and immersion in sort of Jewish culture. And now I am Jewish because I converted. Uh, so Gemma and I did a year long course at Southgate Progressive Synagogue. And um, yeah, we sort of I, I converted, which was a, which was a great sort of process um, and very enjoyable. And I've met many, many of my sort of lifelong friends through that process. And we're now very much kind of part of this very sort of all embracing liberal community in Nottingham. So the short answer food, but yes, love. Oh, that's lovely, Darren. And you're now a member of the uh, uh, vision vision committee. We come up now with the, with the vision for the whole community, and that's wonderful to have you on that. Well, thank you very much. Food and love, and I wonder what was the reason for Karen Worth, Solis mum, to join our community in the first place. Was it food or love, Karen? Well, all of those, both of those things are also important to me. Um, but I was born into a liberal Jewish uh, family in London and was uh, raised through the um, Finchley Progressive Synagogue, um, which was very important to me. And then when I came to Nottingham to go to university, um, I, I basically started a very loose connection as a student. And then it was years later when I sort of settled in Nottingham that I then got involved with the community. And actually food and love is an interesting point, Darren, because actually Darren's family, the Littmans, were very important in terms of food. As a student, I used to go and eat food with them on a Friday night quite often. And there's no better way than to hook a student than by feeding them. <laughs> Oh, that's a lovely mitzvah. Yes, Hospital, providing hospitality to students is wonderful. But then Karen, can then I ask you next question as the second generation liberal Jew, what is the value of a progressive Jewish community in the modern world, if at all, of course? So I think for me personally, the reasons why I still am committed to being part of a progressive and liberal um, Jewish community is very much to do with the values that I see that it holds. And for me, the values, the most important ones are its inclusivity. So as a lesbian family, I have always felt that we are very, um, you know, welcomed and integrated into the society that we're part of. And also the values of tikkun olam, social action is very, very important for me um, and, so those are probably the, the values that I see as being really important and things that we can hold out both to the wider Jewish community, but also to the community at large. Mm, that's really nice. Thank you, Karen. Solly, do you agree with your mum? I have to say that for me, my value, the value I see in community in the world is potentially different from that that I would attribute specifically to community that stems from religion. Because personally for me in my life, uh, I've spent a lot of my time thinking about religion and studying theology and philosophy. And for myself, I would identify as atheist Jewish or potentially agnostic Jewish. And I feel that although 
it can be, religion is not necessarily necessary for the community. So in that sense, I feel that you can have community in the world without it being through a religious uh, institution. But I feel that our specific community is very inclusive and wonderful and does a lot of good things. But that would not be for me to say that I think any religion as a whole has a place as a community provider in our world. That's great, Soli, thank you. Basically, you're saying the same as what your mum said, it's about values and religion is a sort of, you know, separate aspect and doesn't mean that every religious community, you know, shares sort of, shares or entails all those values within it. So even if the community is not religious, but it's got the same values or shares the same values, then it's, it's important as well. Dan, do you agree with Soli and Karen? I do agree very much, very strongly. The, um, uh, uh, and they are certainly core to the reasons that I remain a member of this community. Um, the one thing I'd add uh, on, on, on top of that, um, it's a tiny bit more um, fundamental, a bit more spiritual even. I guess all of us perhaps at some point in our life ask ourselves the question of, you know, why are we here? What's it all about? Um, in whatever way we come to that challenging, that challenging question. Um, and one of the things I find uh, that liberal uh, Judaism gives um, Clearly, I'm not suggesting it gives us all the answers, but it perhaps gives us a place to start asking questions. Um, and it has a culture, a, a history um, of challenging the established way of doing things, reinterpreting uh, the messages uh, for every generation and every individual. Um, and so while we wrestle with the big questions of life, and there are lots of them, particularly at a time like this, um, it's good to have an anchor, a grounding, a starting place. Um, and I find that liberal Judaism uh, gives me that. That's beautiful. Thank you, Dan. When you find an answer on the question why we're here, please let me know. Darren, yeah, uh, do, do, you, do you agree with Dan? Um, have you got your own opinion uh, on is, other is, places in the community? Is, isn't, isn't the answer 42 or something like that? But no, I think, um, I think, I think everyone has very much said, um, you know, the value of the, of, of the community, and I agree with all of those um, sentiments. I think... Um, yeah, for me very much, uh, you know, I am not deeply religious um, and I would challenge the existence of God, but liberal Judaism allows me to do that and it allows me to interpret or reinterpret what it says for the modern, for the, con for con for the contemporary world. And I think that is really valuable and, you know, not, not that many religions perhaps offer that as an opportunity to to kind of really go deep into these things in a, in a kind of contemporary, with a contemporary kind of lens. So I think that for me is very powerful about liberal Judaism. And then obviously there's this kind of, you know, the, the continuity of these values through time as well is also something that's very important to me. And that's why, you know, my children are also part, they've been through Cheder, you know, Bar and Bat Mitzvah, you know, in many ways, it's been one of the most powerful things that, that we could have given them. As, as young people and they've emerged as young young adults with a very kind of clear and community spirited and ethical view of the world and I think that for me that's you know a huge thing which is you know give that that, that um, liberal Judaism gives both me and you know young people as the, the young people of the community and you can see them grow and and we're shaping shaping the young adults who will kind of change the world so yeah, it's incredibly powerful and full full of values. 
I will say amen and amen that absolutely young people are our future. So let's hope that is going to be exactly that way. And that's why I'll ask uh, Jessie to conclude this question with her opinion as a young adult. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that um, has been said uh, by everyone else. The, the sort of the, um, the questioning and, and the all-inclusive values um, of progressive Judaism and the ability of um, to to, to be who you want to be and to discover who you want to be um, was incredibly important for me, certainly uh, growing up uh, in, a, in a liberal community. Um, and also, I think it, it was incredibly important um, as it, it provided sort of a, a, a family, um, both like our own family, but also the family of the community and, um, uh, you know, like to create your own family and, and, and remember everyone within uh, both the Jewish community and the wider community and, and yourself. And I think that, um, yeah, that, that inclusivity, that, that value um, of both uh, looking in at the Jewish community and outside to the wider world is, is incredibly important. And uh, is a really, um, you know, quite an inspiring thing to, to, to hold on to in the modern world. That thank you. So each of you spoke about the importance of um, of the community or, or, or the values of the community for you personally, for your families. But I would ask you, I would like to ask you next questions. But do you think that the pandemic made a difference to the life of your community or other communities? Um, if you're aware of that, uh, can I ask Darren first to go? Yeah, I think, you know, at, at, at these kind of, um, I know the word unprecedented has been used many, many times and perhaps overused, but, you know, in, in these kind of very turbulent and interesting times, I think what I've seen and what I've felt is the community very much coming together more, perhaps, in, you know, obviously in new and varied ways through digital technology, but also most importantly to kind of help each other. And there's been many kind of great initiatives that the synagogue and the community has kind of delivered to kind of make sure that those people who need help have got it. And those people who need connection have got it. And those people who, you know, perhaps may have been suffering from isolation have, have been reached out to and nurtured through the whole kind of pandemic. So I think that that kind of um, really strong kind of Jewish community spirit whether it's food, a phone call, a Zoom, helping somebody else to use Zoom who's never used it before. You know, the community seems to have kind of grown. You know, you sort of see people on these digital platforms that you knew were kind of perhaps members once, but they're reconnecting, whether they're internationally or somewhere you know, outside Nottingham. I think it's it's really sort of, it seems to have kind of, you know, we've coalesced around this um, this pandemic and really come together. And I think, you know, witnessing that ha has been quite amazing actually. And I know a lot of people have worked very hard to make that happen, but I think it has made us stronger as a, as a local community, but also a local community connected to its wider community as well, because there's been other work that's taken place that, you know, like um, Salam, Shalom Kitchen and other things that have, really reached out to the other communities as well. So I think, you know, that that Jewish spirit has has really helped people in the pandemic. So I'm very proud to be a Jew at this time. Well, thank you very much, Darren. And I will direct the, the same question to Karen now as the co-chair of Salam Shalom Kitchen. Um, 
Yeah, that's interesting because I actually hadn't thought of talking about that at this point, but I think it's very appropriate to do so. So thanks for bringing it up, Darren. Certainly in terms of our work at Sash Kitchen, it has, you know, it has doubled, trebled in size. You know, we used to have 60 people or so coming to our sit inside cafe, which was very much about both um, fighting food poverty, but also social isolation. Obviously, we can't do that now, but we are providing um, takeaway hot food and bags of supermarket donations to now 150, 150 meals a week, which is a huge undertaking. And I'm certainly extremely proud of that. Um, but I did also want to say something about, you know, our Nottingham community, because I think, you know, what Darren said is absolutely true. There have been some wonderful initiatives, but actually, you know, I don't want to underestimate how hard this time has been for individuals and, and for our community, because I think we do function by seeing each other and sharing food together. And I haven't had a meal with anybody in our community for, you know, now 10 months. And that is, you know, and sharing our festivals together and our life cycles, you know, missing young people's bar and bat mitzvahs and the celebrations that went along with that is heartbreaking and you don't get those back, you know. And so actually there have been, there have been huge things that we have missed. And though we are making the best of it, you can't underestimate the significance of what we are missing together. Um, and that actually for some of us, you know, I find Zoom meetings quite hard. I'm still working really hard at work and I don't find it particularly satisfying to see some people on screens occasionally, but it's not the same as meeting in person and having a hug and having a chat and having a meal. So, you know, I, I think it has been hard and it continues to be hard. Well, thank you for sharing, Karen. So there are definitely some you know, positive moments which they brought community together during this pandemic. But also there are struggles which we all share and which you highlighted right now. I would like to uh, ask our young people now what they think uh, about the influence of pandemic on the life of community. Solly, have you got anything else to add to what your mum's just said? I would, I would second a lot of what she said in that a lot of the, the larger scale events, I know we were very lucky that uh, my brother's bar mitzvah happened to come in the two months just before lockdown. And we managed to be one of the only people this year to successfully, or last year, to successfully have an event like that. And I know it has been very hard uh, for people such as Darren's family have had to deal with that. And I know a lot of people have had to deal with not getting to do uh, certain events and to not get to see people. But I would also say that as a community, I don't think we've let that stand in the way. Personally, I, although I do not have maybe that much active input to the community anymore, perhaps as much as I did, uh, what I do do is of course uh, lead and help with the uh, musical Friday Night Shabbats that we run every once in a while. And um, we've managed to successfully still keep those going um, at regular-ish intervals and I don't think it lost all that much and I think it was still a important thing to do even if it was on Zoom. So I would agree that it's been tough but we're keeping going. 
Absolutely, and I'll make sure that it will be in regular intervals from now on. You reminded me about it, Solly, <laughs> for, your own, for your own good. Jesse, do you agree with Solly and Karen? Yeah, I do. I think I would, um, yeah, agree with a lot of what they say in, in that it has been um, very difficult. Um, a lot of things have been uh, uh, missed out. Um, on a, from a very personal point of view, I, I, I missed um, the sort of the, the high holy days and doing Hanukkah together as, as a family. Those are um, really uh, big events that um, they weren't quite the same. And I, I don't think I was aware of how much I was going to miss it until it happened. And, and then and I wasn't uh, undertaking what we would normally do. Um, but again, at the same time, we have been able to um, put a lot of things in place um, to try and um, do as much as, as possible. And I think the services over Zoom and, and all the community work has been, um, yeah, has, has been uh, fantastic and amazing. And it is um, testament to, 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 to what a community can do um, in such difficult circumstances. Well, thank you, Jesse. I wonder whether your dad has got something to say about it as, as a conclusion for this conversation about the pandemic and the influence it had on, on the community. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Rabbi. Yes, um, I wouldn't disagree with anything that, that anyone said. I think uh, a lot of really, really useful points have been, been raised there. Um, the final thing that I was going to add in, in, into that is that in normal times, if there's ever such a thing as normal times, um, it can be easy to to take for granted uh, the power and the strength of our, of our community. Um, we see our community and it really matters to us at, at, at the sort of key elements in our, in our lives. Um, it, it heightens our enjoyment of certain things. So when we're celebrating um, births and marriages and bar bat mitzvahs, um, of course, we love those occasions anyway, but the community around us amplifies our enjoyment and our pride and our pleasure in those events. And similarly, when things are not going well in normal times, at, at times of sickness and bereavement, um, a community comes to the fore and supports us and gives us comfort and, and solace. Um, but at other times, it's sometimes easy to, to almost forget that we have this community as we go about our busy lives. And one of the things the pandemic has done is it's shone a huge light on a lot of things. But one of the things it's shone a light on is the power of our community to help us when we're in trouble, when we're having difficulties, um, and to join us and help us celebrate when things are going going well. So for me, it's just strength and shone that light on the power that uh, the community has and our community in particular has. Well, that's lovely what you've said, Dan. Thank you so much, Shane. And I really enjoy listening to, to you as a sort of as a summary of what everyone have said and adding about the value, <clears throat> sort of highlighting the value of the community, uh, particularly in this time. Then my next question would be directed to you then, Dan, uh, because the, recently we, we know that the number of people joining communities, progressive or other religious communities, have been dropping. And uh, after recent censuses, we've seen that the number of people who consider themselves uh, atheist or non-religious increased. Does it mean that people shouldn't join the community? And certainly in our community, liberal community, we proved that being Jewish or being liberal Jewish, it's also about the values, not necessarily about faith. But for me, then the question with the um, reducing number of particularly young people joining communities across the country and around the world, what is the future of progressive Judaism in this country, you think? Oh, I, I think and I hope, um, really, that the, the future for 
liberal progressive Judaism is 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 good, is strong. Um, I guess every generation um, has its own challenges. Every generation has uh, its own problems, um, and they and they're unique to that generation. But just at the moment, um, looking forward, um, the world is a scary place. I think there are a lot of challenges that we have um, as a world to to face. Um, you know, there's, there's global poverty. There's um, you know, there's, 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 there's global warming, there's political strife um, all, all over the place. There's an increasing isolation, I think, despite the connectivity of, of, of technology. So the world is a difficult place and it's, um, you know, we need, we, need to, we need to work at improving the world. And I think coming right back to something that uh, Karen, I think, started us off um, at the answer to the first or second question uh, this afternoon, um, was talking about Tikhan Olam and social justice and inclusion. And those to me seem to be things which are more important now than perhaps they've ever been. Um, and the power of our community and the power of liberal Judaism uh, to start on a foundation of social justice and bringing the community together to work for improving the world. Um, it's, it's got to be the way forward. And I'm hopeful that liberal Judaism will be a beacon um, for, for social action and the community spirit moving forward. Indeed, to a beacon of uh, liberal Judaism, or as beacon of liberal Judaism. Thank you very much, Dan. Jesse, do you agree with you that? Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, there, uh, as he was saying, uh, there's a lot, a lot going on um, in, uh, globally at the moment, and and it's easy to to be, I guess, despondent um, when you look at. Um, uh, everything that, that's happening, um, but yeah, I agree that there's, that as we were saying earlier, the the values that um, liberal Judaism has, uh, you know, is founded on is, um, I think, uh, uh, something that, that that can help us, or perhaps, you know, provide a way to to, to navigate uh, through that. And uh, and yeah, and he's hoping that there's a a bright future. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jesse. To bright future, Solly, do you agree with Jesse? I've got to say, I I don't agree on this specific topic, and I'll I'll preface what I'm going to say with that I'm in no position to judge anyone else based on their life choices. Everyone is free to do as they please. I but I personally, fundamentally disagree with religion, and I I feel like religion doesn't necessarily have a place in the modern world anymore. It seems to me that it was, it was an archaic realm to try and explain the world. And for me, it feels outdated. Now, that's not to say religion doesn't have its place in our world. In, in part, religion does a lot of good. There's a lot of social action, you know, to Kun Olam, I would not for a second disagree that those fundamentals are wrong. It's just, there is also a lot of evil that comes from religion in the world. And the community that I associate with liberal Judaism and with certainly my upbringing, I think is wonderful. And I think that if it was truly focused around just the community aspect and just the positives, like Dan said, about trying to help the world, I think that would be great. Although I would add as well that I don't think that needs to have a religious tie to it. But for me personally, I can't see that much of a future for progressive Judaism or for any religion, because as you said, more people are starting to identify as atheists and the world is starting to evolve towards science. And I think 
I know that there are lots of people, lots of lots of young people who feel very similarly to me. And if there are enough people who feel similarly to me, then eventually that religion will start to decline. Now, whether that does happen or doesn't happen depends on those people who do want to keep it. And I have no issue with those who do. But personally, for me, I don't see a place so much for progressive Judaism in the country, but certainly the community that it creates, if it was to be a more simply community focused, um, where it, we have meals and where we have events, that would be fine. But for me, the prayer and the saying how much we love God has no place in, in my life. That's fair enough, Soli, thank you very much. Uh, Darren, uh, how would you respond to Soli? Do you agree with him? Um, I, I, I well, it's it's a, it's it's great that liberal Judaism allows us to express our opinions so clearly. I, you know, I I do in many ways do agree actually because I mean I, my my own personal view is I think that you know religion has to work hard, particularly in the in the contemporary world to attract young people to and retain young people. And I know that you know liberal Judaism is is working really really hard to try and make um, liberal Judaism um, connect with young people and help them to kind of stay stay in the in the religion but I think um, it is a good point because I think you know in the contemporary world people experience and consume things in, in their own very specific way and I think you know liberal Judaism can give you does give you the platform to be able to to do that so you don't have to believe in God I don't believe in God but yet I can still feel connected to liberal Judaism. So through through all of the things that we've been sort of talking about and been eloquently expressed. So for me, that's less of a that's less of an issue. <laughs> um, uh, now, whether that would be true for for my son and my daughter um, as they sort of progress through their teens and you know, they have their different experiences in life, I don't know, but one hopes that the values that liberal Judaism have, has, has given them, you know, may mean that they stay connected. But I think, you know, I, I think we definitely have to work hard to stay connected to the, to young people, but also acknowledge that, you know, we, we live in a largely secular society and whatever we do, you know, has to appeal to people on, on, on that level as, as a cultural level. And um, an ethical level as much as it does on a, you know, if we can't appeal on a religious level, then it's those values that are going to be the things that that, that, that retain that um, retain people in, in liberal Judaism. But I think I think the future could be like Dan, you know, I, I, I think we've got a great it's a great set of values for the for now and for the future. But it's yeah, but it's always going to be a challenge. Well, being, being a member of the community or communal life is always a challenge. And I think it's a good start that you, Darren, as a person who doesn't believe in God, got so involved and cherish the community is a good start. It is a shame that Charlie, your son, who was going to be with us today, couldn't be with us exactly this time. But hopefully next time we will hear his opinion on the topic as well. And I would like to finish this particular conversation with Karen. Have you got to add anything to what previous speakers have just said yeah I mean I think it I think it's a really interesting topic and I think it's one that a lot of people from outside of liberal Judaism perhaps don't understand um, and I think that maybe some of the young people 
are sort of wrestling with that whole idea of how you can be involved with this seemingly organized religious group, but saying that the religion per se and the belief of God is not central to that. Because as we said before, you know, for me, it is about my heritage, it's about tradition, it's about values, and most importantly, it's about connection, as people have said. And so those are all things that seem hugely valuable in, a, in our current modern world and will continue to be so. Um, and so I don't think that there is any conflict between that and the idea of being involved with a religious community, even if you are not religious. And I think that that is the benefit of being a liberal Jew, that you can hold those two seemingly kind of juxtaposition and uh, things at the same time. Well, that's really interesting, Karen. Thank you very much. Soli, do you agree with your mum now? <laughs> I just, my, my main question about this sort of, this belief that the religion and the atheism can can coexist so much is is in how you define what the, what this community means to you because for me like i said previously i believe that this the community is wonderful and everything it does and the connections formed are great i just really truly feel that it is wrong that it is based around an organized religion and as much as you say you can experience this without organized religion you know, you go to synagogue and even if you say you do not believe in God and you do not pray, you are speaking Hebrew and you are singing praise to a deity you don't believe in, uh, if, you are, if you identify that way. And you are then celebrating festivals regarding a deity you don't believe in. And for me, there is, there is a rich history and culture. And of course, we can't forget our culture and our history. You know, so many of our lives, if not almost all of them in our, in our ancestry was affected by the Holocaust or by another, um, another attempt to remove Judaism from the world. Um, and it would, be, it would be a terrible shame to forget that or to, to, to release yourself from your religion after your ancestors worked so hard to fight for it. But for me, it feels like we need to be working towards a version of this community that is that is not so bound and focused around God for me. Thank you very much. It's, it's good you just told me for the first time that actually our community is, is all rounded around God, because I actually thought it's rounded about uh, our, around our values as much as uh, around uh, our theology. And when you come to Salam Shalom Kitchen, we don't speak Hebrew and people of all faith come together to cook and to help those in need. When we have social events, people come together to be there for each other and, and to support each other, to have a good time together. When we have the people's concert, people just get together and bring people of all faith and no faith together as well. So it's possible to be a member of the religious community or have religious community, but then to be inclusive as we are and having people who have a faith and come to religious services because they have faith and it's important for them and it fits the, the type of, of spirituality and have people like Darren said is a very active member, very supportive. Uh, the member of the you know the vision group in our community but he acknowledges that he doesn't believe in God. Solly have you got anything to comment on that? 
I was just going to add that I completely agree with you that when we do the amazing work that happens at Salam Shalom Kitchen, while it is perhaps stemming from that religious background, it is completely not a religious activity, just as the People's Concert, and just as some aspects of our social events are not uh, based around religion and are based around the human connection. And I would completely agree, like when you meet up with family and friends for a High Holy Day holiday, you know, that is, that's excellent. And it's wonderful that you get that community aspect. I just would reiterate that for me, those parts of it are wonderful. And I would not go as far as to say anything else for anyone else or be prescriptive about what you want to do. But for me, I would like to distance myself from the religious aspect as far as I can. And if it was truly possible for me to experience all of those wonderful social aspects without the religious aspect, that would be something that I would be more likely to continue into my later life. And the thing that potentially pushes me and potentially other young people away is the residual and for me, I think really still quite central aspect of God and of religion. That's a very good, uh, that's a very good response. So thank you very much when I'll have an answer how to create a community just based on values without the religious aspects. I come back to you and we'll have another podcast, another conversation then. And but it's possible. So on that positive note that if it's possible to for young people to join communities in the future, when it suits their spiritual needs in the right way, I would like to ask Jesse whether you have got an advice uh, to a person who might like to join a progressive Jewish community? Um, yeah, well, I guess my um, advice, I suppose off the, off the back of quite a lot of it has been uh, discussed is that um, a lot of the, the aims of uh, progressive communities um, is that, that inclusivity and is that um, openness and um, so we all have different uh, um, experiences of, of what we might want from a community um, and what we, we think we might be getting but I've never yet come across a community that hasn't been completely um, just so welcoming and, and friendly and just uh, trying to uh, make a contact with people it's very much I think a very much a, a, a as we were saying a community-based um, religion or, or organization um, and there is I don't think any any need particularly to have any sort of um, if you don't want any sort of uh, knowledge or understanding of background, if it, it there can just be a, a real feeling and just um, and, and and speaking to people um, to to decide if this is this is the place for you if, if this is where you can make it your home and I think that is um, uh, the the best way to to make a, a start and to see if this is um, sort of what what you want and how who you want to be to experience that. Thank you, Jesse. And now can I come to Karen? Karen, what would be your advice uh, for, for a person who might like to join a progressive Jewish community? Um, well, I would agree. And I think it's really interesting, the stuff that Solly was saying. And I think I would really encourage people of all sorts of different um, uh, beliefs that actually it might be possible to have this place as your home and as your community um, and I would suppose I suppose I would say to anybody who wants to join a liberal progressive community actually they are joining a set of values and if they don't share those some of those values 
perhaps this isn't their home and perhaps they'd be better off looking elsewhere because I think sometimes people join thinking, you know, that, I mean, it is inclusive, but it is within a liberal Jewish framework. And I think it's important to understand what liberal Judaism stands for. I personally think it stands for an awful lot of things that most people would agree to, but actually for some people, it might not be the right place for them. Um, so I think that's that's an important thing to, to figure out. But also, obviously, just from, um, you know, a people point of view is that as and when you can do so is meet the people and see if you like them and see if they make good food. <laughs> that's important. Good food. Thank you very much, Karen. Solid. do you agree with your mum? Obviously, you don't want to be a member of Progressive Jewish Community yourself in the future. But if your friend comes to you, what would you advise your friend to do if she or he expresses their desire? You know, I would agree substantially with what with what mum said there, that I think it is it is a set of views, it's a set of, um, it's a lifestyle, partially. And if that is for you, then go for it. And everyone is entitled to live their life how they feel. And I think there are truly some really wonderful aspects. Um, and my advice to anyone who who thinks they want to join if they are unsure would just be truly consider it and make sure it is the right option for you because honestly my personal advice to someone would be what are you looking for in life and why are you looking for religion because personally I wouldn't advise someone to join a religion per se because I just don't believe in it and I wouldn't agree with it myself that being said, I would never try and actively dissuade someone from joining a community. And certainly if someone asked me, what do you think of your religious progressive Jewish community specifically? I would say I've had a wonderful experience with it. The people there are lovely. It's a great group of people. There's good food. You have good experiences. And if that is what you want to do with your life, go for it. But make sure you're happy with that decision and it's what you want out of life. Thank you very much, Soli. Uh, that's that, that's very positive. That now we know that Nottingham Progressive Community is a lovely, good place to join. Darren, do you agree with uh, Jesse, Karen, and Soli? Um, I I would wholeheartedly um, agree, particularly on the food part, which obviously is one of my favourite parts. But um, no, I think you know because I think well, my own personal experience has been that you know liberal Judaism. Whether you whether you're interest you have an interest in kind of immersing yourself in religion, or culture, or a community has a lot to offer. So, you know, and it is incredibly welcoming. You know, that opportunity is very open, and liberal Judaism is also very open to a very very wide selection of, of you know to the whole community. So I think, you know, that whatever your driver is for wanting to engage, whether it's a sort of long connection or you know, missing connection, or, you know, whether you've seen something within liberal Judaism that you think is of interest to you, I think you should reach out and, 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 and try and try it and see what, what, what it can give you and what it gives, what you can give it. So, um, yeah, I think whether you're religious or not, I think there is something within liberal Judaism for, for everyone. 
Thank you very much, Darren. So whether you're religious or not, it's always good to reach out and to check whether the progressive Jewish community might be for you. And Dan, the last word, what would be your advice? I feel under pressure, the last word and all of that. Um, it's difficult to add any more. I, you know, everybody said so, so many wonderful things. Um, I would say to somebody who was thinking about joining a, 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 a Jewish community, um, I would say look at our values. Um, and if you share those values of, of diversity, of inclusion, of equity, of social justice, um, of empowerment, um, if you're looking for a place uh, where there is, um, where there's an opportunity to to try and find answers, um, whether they're religious or spiritual or ethical, um, where you're happy to have uh, dialogue and debate. Um, if you're looking for a welcoming and a friendly environment under which to look at those challenging things, some of the challenging things that Solis uh, discussed with us today, um, whether you believe in a, in, a, in, a, in a God of the biblical terms or a God of uh, wonder and mystery and misunderstanding, um, if you're looking for a place to give you an anchor, to try and have that discussion with yourself um, and with other like-minded um, and accepting people, um, then liberal Judaism is, is not a bad place to start. Um, and on top of all that, um, you can feel like you're doing good, being part of the social action that we provide. Um, and, uh, and everyone's already said it, but the love and the food are always there for you. Oh, thank you very much, Dan. The love and the food is always there for you, as all other things you've mentioned. And Darren, would you like to add to eat something else apart from love and food? No, I'd said after after what Dan said, I'm I'm happy to join up. <laughs> Dan, well done. You've done you've done your job. On that positive note, I would like to thank you all, Jesse and Dan Clark, Karen and Solly Worth and Darren Barker for coming to Progressively Jewish and sharing your thoughts so honestly and openly with us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Karen and Solly Worth, Jason Dan Clark and Darren Barker. And thank you to Liberal Judaism, Reform Judaism and Leoberg College for supporting Progressively Jewish. Next week's episode will be hosted by Rabbi Debbie Young-Somers and we'll be exploring the theme of faith.